0: Hello all and welcome to the Broke Girls Dream 2 podcast, a show dedicated to helping all the broke girls out there. Here's your host, podcast producer, and resident broke girl, Amanda Joy. Good now. Okay, first. Fantastic. Um, so I just kind of brainstormed this like a few weeks ago and I was like, I want to do something for Women's History Month. And I had this platform that I abandoned, I don't know why, a year ago. I'm gonna do a whole special about like if we didn't quit our dreams so uh now i'm bringing it back up in honor of women's history month and i just see so many of my friends from like college to now who are these amazing women who are doing such good stuff and i'm like man they're gonna be like future millionaires these people are gonna be like so amazing and and i just want to be the person who's like i interviewed them first so you're welcome um (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the women's history month hi Thanks, you guys, for joining. Welcome to the Women's History Month Bro Girls Dream 2 podcast and Instagram Live. I am here with the dynamo of Stacey McLean. She is amazing. She is an educator, an author, a, now a movie producer. And I just want to take a minute and just let's talk about your journey. Like, where did you start and, like, where you are now? And then we'll really start getting into, like, the business side of it
1: cool sounds good well hey hey everyone and good to see you again amanda i'm glad that you started this um podcast back it's very important uh for women you know not just in business but just in general to be encouraged and to hear other people's journeys because it's it's not easy and um we've all been through a lot so um i'm so glad to be here (laughs) but um yeah you said where how did i get started Okay, so um, I I was a teacher for 10 years. Uh, I taught across the United States from... I started in D.C., uh, Denver, and then Los Angeles County. And um, it was so bad teaching after my first year in D.C. I actually went abroad to teach in Japan. And then when I taught in Denver, that was so bad, I went to uh, Kuwait to teach for a year. So I say all that to say, um, I guess I was... In retrospect, I was searching for something in education that, I, that would work for me. But I realized uh, being in the classroom was not for me. And so I think a lot of this has to do with being self-aware. And it took a very long time, over a decade, for me to realize this because I was unhappy at work and it affected my uh, personal life. Like I couldn't, it just didn't work. And so I finally realized I need to get out of the classroom. Some people um, in their jobs or even other teachers, um, I think some people have a purpose to stay in the classroom, but that was not my purpose. So I have to be true to myself. And as you said, Amanda, in episode one of of this Broke Girls podcast, you were talking about how, um, you know, just being broke doesn't have to be financially. It can be mentally just a, a lot going on. And that was breaking me, that job. And so I know some people have to transition out of jobs, um, which I did, and I can talk about that later. But uh, it—I had to quit. Like I left teaching twice. So uh, the second time I went back, I I needed money, and I was I could I was good at teaching, I could do it, and I I would not disappoint the kids. I I went back, you know, with a good attitude, but mm mm not for me. So. <laughs> I left in 2018 and um, wrote a book about it called School Dismissed, Walking Away, Away from Teaching, where I talk about the trauma that I experienced as a teacher. And um, I was like, this book is not enough. Like, since my book is called School Dismissed, why don't I make a company? And I, I started an LLC that October of 2018. Didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what it was. But I was like, that sounds good, and maybe I can make a brand out of this. So... Um, Fast forward to, well, 2020, I was like, let me do a documentary. (laughs) And so I started, um, I met someone and and I wanted to do her story. And so, um, yeah, I asked her if I could do the documentary. I have absolutely no experience. So it's like starting over and starting over at an older age, not what I intended, but I'm very
0: happy with my decision. But like are we starting over like I've been you know I'm so glad you listened to the first episode, thank you uh, but like I've been going through that like uh, cause I changed careers and I do have like side businesses and I'm always like, am I starting over or I'm just like extending my repertoire, right or am I expanding my resume because that's kind of like how I'm taking it nowadays, which because I always feel like starting over is like has negative connotations, like you failed at something, so you have to start over. Or are you just like, no, nah, I'm just branching out. Like, I'm just trying the thing that speaks to me. And I think it's so timely to talk about education and what you're trying to do in this creative space because of Abbott Elementary, right? And- <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other topic but it is but it's like it's also a nice like little nod to like right really like education is tough and like she's doing this mockumentary which is hilarious of like these teachers journeys and that principal's a mess but i'm also like will this make way for stories like yours and and i really want to like take a moment to talk about like the documentary and like what the content is of that Mm -hmm. if you want to
1: yeah definitely and i just want to say um what you just said about like, cause I'm looking at it as a negative starting over. I have a life coach and she said the same thing that you're saying. So I I'm like relearning myself how to frame things. Cause yes, it, it's not a, a setback and no, I'm not technically starting over. It is something new. It's just, um, hard to start something new when it wasn't planned. And like I said, just, I thought I would be like settled (laughs) at this age, Um, but it's actually fulfilling and it's more of my purpose anyway, so it's okay. And other people may not understand and that's fine, but as long as I'm happy, (laughs) that's all that really matters. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) so I was like, let me start this film production company, uh, School Dismissed, that's my brand. I'm gonna have multiple books and films with the School Dismissed uh, name and then a subtitle. And so the first so the other ones will be narrative. But the first one is a documentary. So it's separate. But um, it's about a woman named Kelly Williams Bolar about 11 years ago. I don't know if you guys remember on the news. She was jailed for enrolling her daughters into her parents school district. Yeah, it got a lot of attention. And then it resurfaced two years ago with the college admission scandal. They tried to compare her story to the celebrity actresses, which is not the same. But um, the media portrayed Kelly in a certain way, um, negative and like a dishonest criminal. And there's much more to the story that was not presented. And uh, I just wanted to show the full context and give her the humanity that she deserves as a mom who was just trying to do what she thought was best at that time. Um, And, yeah, um, I just felt like so I had to get out of teaching And I didn't even want to stay in education. I went through a whole lot of years of, oh, let me try to be an administrator. And I kept failing that exam. And let me be a curriculum person. Mm. And that's not, I don't want to do that. Some people are good at that. That's not me. So again, it's back to being self-aware and what you are supposed to be doing. So I knew I had to get out of education and um, not start over, (laughs) but uh, I had to get a different job. So I was out of work for like a year, maybe over a year. then I ended up getting a temporary I had many temporary jobs. I was a substitute teacher, so I felt like I was going back. I was uh, a, did temporary docu- legal document review for a while. i did uh, and then I had my most recent job for a little over a year and a half, which uh I quit three weeks ago actually. But I'm grateful for the time that I had that job, but it was, it it paid for a lot for my documentary so far because it's been self-funded. Yeah. But I was working six days a week, 10 hours a day and it was grueling and, you know, it was not good for self-care. It, it, yeah. So I had to leave it (laughs) and Mm. I'm happy about that. So I'm hoping this will be the last job that I have and I can just have my own business Um, I have not made any money yet off of this because the film is still in production and even when it comes out I might not make money it's a documentary they don't usually make money so that's fine I
0: my purpose again is to get the story out so and that's important and I think let's so let's talk about like you left and then you wrote a book and like how did you start that idea of like writing this you know basically the school dismiss book tool dismiss book that like led you to thinking about like how do you really expand the story in like a different medium
1: hmm. um i mean i just really had to get it off my chest like i was mad i was hot when i left because i just feel like the system they don't care about teachers they don't care about kids and the kind of stuff i've seen across the u.s the same issues that uh it's not even like bad, it is bad administration sometimes, but even with good administration, they can't make the kind of changes, they can't do things because of the system. Like Mm -hmm. they're limited and that's frustrating. And to see over and over, especially black kids, um, them not giving them what they need, uh, bothers me because you wouldn't, they wouldn't allow that with other kids um, or in other neighborhoods and so, why would you dismiss, like, fighting, for example? Like, that's not okay. With some schools, that's just the norm. And it was at many of the schools I was at. Why That's not okay. Like, we need to, there's a problem here, and we need to work with the kids and see. Anyway, so um the book just seemed like not enough. Mm-hmm. One, it was my first book, so I didn't know what I was doing. I did, my friend um went through a book coach program, so I did go with them. And they helped me to finish it in, I think it was a nine week program. Yeah. So I was able to get it out quickly, um, self-published, but there's still more. I didn't know about marketing. They didn't teach you about that. So then I have a book and I'm like, okay, just friends and family read it. Like (laughs) I need a plan. So for the next one, I'll know better. But um, that one, I just, the book coach program that I was in helped me to get it done in
0: nine weeks okay and then like so the coaching program was just basically like how do you write a book and like these are the things you need to look for but it didn't have the marketing part with it right right <laughs> <laughs> so your, your your grammar and your content was probably straight <laughs> it was who's gonna read it <laughs> right exactly and like where did you where did like where did you have the book available like was it on like a kindle or was it on yeah. amazon yep. yeah
1: it was on amazon and my website um the Kindle and paperback version.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: okay.
0: was there a lot of fees that you incurred trying to do this on your own? Uh, <laughs> the
1: well, yeah. I mean, the book, yeah. I mean, the the program. I can't mm-hmm. remember, but I don't know. Maybe it was well, uh, maybe fifteen hundred dollars or so. Okay. not a big investment for what the foundation of you know the brand brand that I'm trying to build. Right. um But, yeah, I had other coaches for other things along this journey since 2018. Some were good, some were not. And I have learned now what kind of questions to ask coaches. Some things I didn't know because I just didn't know what to ask. When you're not in a program yet, you don't know what you don't know. So I've learned a lot. Um, Yeah, and I think the so-called failures are good where, like, I was burned because now I, I know. But if I like, if I I had to be in the game to get burned, if that makes right. sense. So it's right. like if you don't get burned, then you're not playing. <laughs> right. You're not part exactly. of it. Moving if you're forward,
0: not failing, forward. what is it? If you're not failing, you're not trying. Mm. I like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like there's other sales one. It's like you should wake up every morning to go get a no. Mm. That means you're out and you're asking people and you're trying to sell whatever you're trying to do. And I always kind of like live by those. And I think. You know, like you tried. You, I mean, I wrote like an ebook just for, you know, for fun. It was like a marketing thing for my, at the time I had a, um, a wedding planning business and it was really like successful, but like I left it because I, there was one day I just was like, I can't think about your, what color gray is while I'm watching my son play baseball. <laughs> I mean to and so like I, I was watching you on social media for like the past couple of years and then when you were like posting like the behind the scenes of filming and stuff I was like how the hell does she do that I was so like always overwhelmed with the idea of movie production so I just like can you just walk us through maybe like the first five steps of like how do you even get it off the ground like how do you start
1: yeah, well, like I said, I started before I was even ready. So I don't know what prompted me to think that I could do this or think it was easy. I just did it. Um, I had a show way back called Teacher Talks, and Kelly was a guest. And then she had a show, and I was a guest on her show. So I talked talk to her twice. And just her story moved me so much, and I remembered it. So I was like, do if I don't do something, like will this never get revisited? Like, will people never know what really happened or how she felt, how her family felt, how they were all affected, her daughters, Mm -hmm. her brother, her mom. So um, I just, out of the blue asked her in December 19. And um, she had a, in January 2020, she had a, so I did get an attorney. um, So I was paying for, I was paying for a lot of stuff. Um, I've spent over about $30,000 Of my own is I pay for everything um, on this and but that's another thing so Ava DuVernay talks about people want to join a moving train so if I didn't have any first of all my mindset was like no one's going to give me money so if I want to do it I have to do it myself so I knew I would have to have some kind of product to present so now two years later I do I have footage and now people are wanting to you know invest or help with the film but i would have had to have something first so Mm -hmm. that's so you have to get started is what i'm saying with whatever do just what whatever you have so like two i had two paychecks a month the first paycheck i was that was for bills the second paycheck was for the filming so um that january kelly was invited to speak in new orleans so i actually had the cell phone that i'm using here because i didn't have a crew at that time and when I got to Florida, Kelly was like, where's the crew? And I was like, uh, <laughs> me and my okay. cell phone. Yeah, but I got good footage. right? And um, actually, when I was there, a, a real photographer gave me footage, too, of the event. So that was oh. helpful. Yeah, but then since then, I've gotten two uh, directors of photography. I have one in L.A. and then one in Ohio. So we started right before the pandemic. So when that hit, um, the Ohio DP was filming for me. Of Kelly and her family and I was just on Zoom so we did most of it remote Um, and then when she's had speaking engagements I'll fly to those now that things are opening up so yeah so like to answer your question I didn't I don't know what I'm doing I just learn as I go so even like the director of photography they're called DPs I didn't know I was like what's a DP oh the camera person okay got that Um, they helped me a lot because I don't know what I'm doing, I would just like schedule things, but they'd be asking me like, "What shots do I want?" Right.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, did you like write like a uh, what like a a play a screenplay or or like an outline of of like what you thought the documentary was gonna do? Or
1: I did not. Um, now I'm at the point where I am because I just wanted footage. I didn't want to like script it first and mm-hmm. like. I wanted it to unfold based yeah. on what she told me and what I learned. And I did order the case transcript So, you know, what the actual case says. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, before this documentary, though, I did, um, hire a screenwriting coach because okay. I wanted to do fiction first. And then I was, after I got that draft of the screen uh, play done, I just felt like that was harder for me as someone new. I thought, figured that documentary was easier to get into filmmaking than a, a fiction because I would have to direct actors and stuff and I really don't know how to do that. So I just thought this was easier. Yeah. So
0: um, yeah, <laughs> now
1: I am kind of writing a script now that we do need
0: um, structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like how the flow of the documentary is supposed to go and like, yeah, yeah, and like what, the goal is or what you're trying to achieve uh, f- for the person who's like going to sit in and, and, and watch this, right? Exactly. And, and I think it's like amazing though, because I think for so long, I know I'm one of those people where I will not move until I know everything about what I'm about to move on
1: mm. or,
0: or jump. Um, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm definitely like a person who needs to know, have a, a plan A through D. And I can personally admit that that has slowed me down in life. Um, and it has deterred me. So I admire your ambition and your focus and that drive, uh, to just go for it and to like, be like, we'll figure it out as we get there. But I know I'm right. There's that weird, like 50 cent song saying where he's like, I know I'm right, even though I'm, I'm wrong, but I know I'm right or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that. And I'm like, right.
1: (laughs) It's, um, I mean, it's not easy. Like I feel not stupid sometimes, but just like dang Stacey like you don't really don't know anything like I remember going to so I signed up to all these uh, film organizations and I was going to all their free events and then when during the pandemic it was easy to get all these remote zooms all the time so I was like doing my own film school and I was subscribed to their email list so I found out when all their you know free classes were and stuff and I learned a lot um, but still like my editor says he's experienced so he knows what he's doing I don't so he'll ask me questions and I, I just don't know the language um I have an archival researcher to do um get all the media footage from back in the day of Kelly and the case and stuff I have a composer so there's a lot of people involved but I just learn as I go I'm like oh we need music I guess I need to get a
0: composer like yeah, and like licensing and advice. exactly. Yeah, like licensing. I feel like there's some copyright trademark moments yep. that you had to go through as well. Yeah, I had a uh, my friend on last week who was an attorney who all she does is trademarks and copyrights.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did see that.
0: <laughs> For businesses, was, it's very important. She was dropping dimes. and She was like, you to protect as much as you can, you know, and I just was like, right, because we are creating something, right? Like, right. you're creating something. And I think with that, like being said, I I think the thing that I'm gathering from you is that like, you're so open to learn. And Mm. that is so important, right? Because you're like, I don't know, but I'm hiring everybody else who knows. And I'm learning from them and they're teaching me. And I think that's really important too, that you can learn as you go and still be successful. Like, you don't have to have all the answers. Right. So, where are you now? Like, where, what, what, where are we in like this process of filmmaking? (laughs) <laughs> and, like, what, what are your, like, expectations over, like, the next couple weeks, years, whatever? Tell me.
1: Yeah, so we're still in production. Um, I'm hoping the documentary will be finished this September. So maybe, mm-hmm. like, um, May will be, be officially in post-production. And, um, you know, that just means we'll have to get our sound and our the color and get the rough cut done. Um And then I'll submit to film festivals, um, see if if anyone picks it up. If not, um, may distribute it independently. Not sure yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're working with some people on a marketing plan and a distribution plan. Um, Yeah, I mean, after the documentary, then I want to do the narrative films about these education issues. So everything I do is going to be about K-12 education issues. And I just feel like, Using art as advocacy may hold people accountable in a different Mm -hmm. way because they look bad, like it looks immoral, like with Abbott Elementary. Um, I don't know if Philly has
0: changed anything, but I don't know. At least it's out there, right? And it's—I think it's like just that recurring theme, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've done uh, in my other life, I used to do like advocacy around education and funding for Hmm. school, um, which is half the battle is to get the dollars into the doors, especially in public education. And I just remember like parents and, and teachers telling these these tough stories of like, oh yeah, like we're doing a fundraiser for pencils or we're doing, you know, we, we had to bring in Kleenex <laughs> and hand sanitizer and everything. And I was just like, that's so wild that like we can't provide basic needs for teachers. And how dare we think that that doesn't directly impact how students learn. Right. That we're making them bootstrap education. Um, that's wild but I would say this like so it's to submit to film festivals across the country and you've got to like research that or you're going to get an agent or
1: I'm not going to get an agent I do have um, other filmmakers that I've met with that have taught me a lot and have gone through the process and also last week um, I went to South by Southwest EDU and I met Ooh. with um, some people who um, may be able to help they have a nonprofit that does this work for filmmakers? So I might be able to get some help from them. Um, but yeah, I hadn't thought of an agent yet, just because yeah, I'd have to do a lot of research on that first.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I've, you know, there's book agents, there's film agents, and I'm like, oh, that feels so hairy when you get into that place. But if you trust the person, I don't know if they have like have a track record. But I guess it works. So there was one thing that you said that I really want to like uh, for the audience to really understand. What is a narrative film? versus a documentary
1: um and I should say I i said it wrong because people have said that too um because sometimes your documentary does have a narrative so I should mm-hmm. say fiction okay
0: um, yeah fiction so you, you want to do fiction
1: well in the future the future okay. films will be fiction this will mm-hmm. be my only documentary um it's a lot of uh work and like me just a lot of my personal time I need to set boundaries (laughs) but it's um it's a lot I get involved yeah because it's someone's personal story and I feel you know that I need to do my best obviously um someone went to jail over this like it's pretty important to me so with that high standard it just it's a lot sometimes um but the narratives yeah. Those, I'm hoping yeah. those will be easier because okay. it's
0: made up characters. <laughs> so let's, I just want to do something that's like interesting because I always ask people their background. So did you go to school for this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, What did you actually major in?
1: <laughs> um, social welfare and only because I was like, social work is closest to education because Berkeley didn't have, they had an education minor, which I did, but not a major.
0: Yeah, so. Berkeley, fun school <laughs> go bears i graduated from berkeley if yes. my, my degree helps uh, <laughs> what it's supposed i think i am doing what i'm supposed to which is flow through life uh, but but i think more than anything like I, I social welfare is close though it's close to your passion you it it drove you into education and here you are turning this issue into what i would call social entrepreneurship and i think That is something that's so cool that folks are doing is like, yes, I wanna own a business, but what if I had a business that had, or did an activity or whatever that actually benefited people, that actually Mm -hmm. like gave back to the community. And I think that is something I would love to see more as a trend um, in business. So I commend you because there's not a lot of money in in this part where you're like, I'm gonna do something good for people. (laughs)
1: And the film does have a social impact producer and we have a social oh. impact com- campaign that's focused on redlining.
0: So you'll oh. see that roll out with the film too. I yeah. love it. Explain yeah. redlining just in case folks
1: don't know. Um, well, redlining, just historically, the U.S. had federal, federal laws that um, kept black people out of certain neighborhoods and didn't allow them to buy houses. So um, that equity and genera- generational wealth we didn't get. And um, it's had major impacts and many of our cities are still divided based on those red lines, the way the freeways are, and it affects school districts and school attendance zones. So w- your neighborhood school, what school your child is able to go to is based on where you live, property tax, all this stuff.
0: Yep, yep, yep. That was, and that was why it was so important for all of us to do the census. Right. Because um, right. <laughs> the census is money, but. Uh, they also used it to undercount us but it's fine but I'm glad you're you're bringing those like very important issues I feel like people like you are so important in this moment art you know like arts as advocacy is extremely important but also just like this piece that you're doing of really like connecting the dots for folks and I appreciate you and I will try to support you as much as I can however I can Um, because it's just really important it's not just about like a business and selling and things and 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 the awards but it's also about like what are you leaving behind um for folks and and how can you make a little bit of change in like what we feel is like probably really hard <laughs> like they're big the, the challenges are big <laughs> right but you're a soldier and you're like gonna get through it so what is the I, I think as we like slowly start to wrap up for you what is the what was your greatest fear and what was the biggest lesson you learned
1: Um, the, I'll start with the lesson that I learned, um, (laughs) lesson, just that, um, like you might have to sacrifice, um, and it, it might take longer than you thought. Like everyone thinks, Oh, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. Um, like you may not start making money until five years down, 10 years down the road. So don't get discouraged. That, that would be my lesson. Even though I did get discouraged, and I do still get discouraged at times, um, you have to be patient with yourself and just ride it out and keep going. In terms of fears, um, I don't. I guess just seeing how this film will be perceived, because I know it has a lot of um, a lot of people hate Kelly for what she did and think she's a criminal, and are still the community is still upset about this, so um, I'm just not fearful, but yeah, fearful to see what will happen when it's released, the reaction.
0: Yeah, but you also, I mean, this is a a chance for her to voice her side, right? Right. Yeah, and probably, I remember this case, it was very one-sided, how it was told, and you didn't really get, like, I hope we get to know her through your work, right, Mm -hmm. and those tough choices that parents have to make. Um, which aren't fun. So how can uh, people follow you and like, how do we support your work?
1: Well, you can follow me on all social media platforms as Stacy McClam, Stacy with an I E. And uh, the film is called robbed a mother's peril. So the film website is uh, robbed the So you can go there, you can sign up for a newsletter and um, you'll, you know, get updates on what we're doing. I um, will also post on social media, so you can check there as well. I'm on LinkedIn also. So,
0: Yay! Yes, these are all, follow her socials and hopefully when you get to that point where you need to raise some funds, come back on and are all just forward your le- your email just be like donate to this film it's amazing <laughs> oh
1: thank you whatever that is
0: because I just want to like I, I'm i very passionate about what you're doing and so like I just I see it I see your vision and I just wanted to know like this is a good thing this is awesome this is gonna be worth <laughs> it
1: <laughs> well thank you so much Amanda and thank you for all you do with the voting voting rights like that's huge it's all systemic issues so it's good that we're all working in different areas because it's so important
0: it is it is yes i do have a full-time job in the real life but i (laughs) but it may it takes it doesn't let me do this creative stuff on my own and i know that i have an opportunity to lift amazing women up like you and so i want to and i want to do that and and give that back thank you for my little passion project well thank you guys so much for joining us i always try to keep these really short Please make sure you follow all her socials. Um, our next uh, thing will be next Tuesday for Women's History Month. These are women are all amazing. and They're all dropping dimes. And thank you and everyone have a great night.
1: Okay. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Broke Girls Dream 2 podcast. You can connect with us on our website at brokegirlsdream2.com or on our Instagram page, brokegirlsdream2. If you like the show, please leave us a positive comment on iTunes or the more the merrier, share with your friends. Make sure you join us for our next show and have a good one.